It's the Dogcast, episode number 392. Dogs take another historic ass whooping from the Alabama Crimson Tide, 38 to 10. And I must say, before we roll the show, hey, good news is we don't have to pay Alabama and Athens again until 2027. And this show has explicit content. Seriously, if you're a kid, you have to self-censor, turn it off, don't listen. If you're a parent and you got your kid with you, don't listen to this show. If you are a person who is offended by profanity, also don't listen. I'm not saying go away forever. I'm just telling you, you probably don't want to listen to this show. If you hang around, you might hear a bad word. Dog fans, this is the Dogcast, episode number 392. This is the Alabama post-game show. And um, I got to tell you, old dog, you know, it's been since uh, last, I don't know, October? About last October, but it's toward the end of October when I used the phrase epic ass-kicking. Ass-kicking for the ages, you know? Um, but that's what we got, buddy. That's what we got on Saturday. It was a terrible beatdown. Well, there's there's no doubt about it, and and I really don't. I'm, I guess I'm probably more mad at myself than anything else because once again, I eluded myself into thinking that we could actually play with the big boys. That, you know, the fact that we we beat up on some directional town-named school from Louisiana, you know, we, we beat South Carolina, and then we, we beat some other school called Southern. Yes. That, you know, we, we actually could, could compete on a national level with teams that really do matter. And, you know, I got to thinking about it last night after probably one, two, maybe – Three too many, just just straight up black eagles. Yes, is not the which is not the best bourbon that you want to drink straight. But really, that's all I deserve. <laughs> and being being a Georgia fan is kind of like having a wife that cheats on you or a girlfriend that cheats on you that you catch. Yeah, you you know she she tells you it, it's over, it's gonna get better. She'll never do it again. And, you know, you love her so much, you want to believe her, and everything goes goes okay for a little while. And then, once again, she screws you. Heartbroken. I tell you, there are ways you know, to and, also, and I think we deserve and, a and damn apology. Time, or we should make an time apology. And time and time again, this is going to happen. And I'm, I, I'm done. I mean, we, you know, probably, you know, we just need to consign ourselves at the best bowl game, if if you even care about a bowl game. You know, maybe one day we'll make it to the Capital One. Or, or something uh, big like the Outback or something, you know. Uh, well, yeah. I think Capital One's ahead of the Outback. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Capital One's out of reach. But, uh, yeah, you know. Well, that, that, that could be. I, I mean, feel like, you know, don't you just, feel like we maybe owe the listeners an apology? Not only do you feel burned because you get your hopes up and you buy in, or you kind of buy in, and then you, I feel like we bring people with us. I feel like yeah. this show, and I know we get people oh, hyped. Yeah. They were and off our enthusiasm. I want to apologize to you for, for I want to apologize for that. Um you know, and, and I and I will tell you this: I'll never do it again. Having monitored a few of these games, 
Florida is going to kick our ass up, up and down the field like you wouldn't believe. Man, they, and, you know. And we'll probably lose at least one other game, maybe two that we shouldn't lose just because we're who we are. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, one of the big things, I, I have a lot of stuff to say as well. I mean, like, you know, I know you think I'm fond of stats, right? You know, and I don't have any stats from yesterday's game. I'm not going to talk about the you 80. Don't need any. I'm not going to talk about the 83-yard run or the fact that, uh, you know, Chubb kept his streak alive. I don't give, I don't give two shits about any of that. So, um, here's the thing. Here's some stats, though, that, uh, that I do find interesting. You know, we are, we, Dabo Sweeney, Dabo Sweeney, a coach that most people, you know, pundits and fans alike, kind of behind closed doors and sometimes in, not in front of closed doors, kind of laugh at. He's kind of a joke as a coach, right? I mean, like we've often made jokes that he's the kind of guy, you know, he's like if a fan became a coach – that's Dabo Sweeney, right? He's just kind of yeah. He's not he's not like Nick Saban, right? I mean, he's kind of a funny, hokey. He's Dabo, right? Dabo. He's, he's emotional. Dabo has six wins against top ten teams. Six wins against top ten teams. Hell, Jim McElwain, who's only been at Florida for five damn games, has one win against a top ten team, right? We have, we are, this, this stat, I can't even believe it when I'm about to say it. We are one and seven, one and seven against top 15 teams when we are the higher ranked team. And that last little bit is pretty important, right? Because when we're the higher ranked team, you would think, in theory, we are the better team. And in fact, we are one out of eight, we have won one out of eight of those games. I tell you, I can't even believe it when I say it, old dog. One well, out of you know, eight. And, you know, and we've been saying it. I get accused of Coach Rick bashing, and I don't know if if anyone I watch, you know, ESPN's got, you know, like college football Sunday and college football final and. You know, each coach goes out. I, I don't know if it's five minutes, ten minutes, maybe it's longer. But the little, the little segment they had with with Coach Rick, he he had a he just was shell shocked. You're talking about after uh, the had game. Had no idea. Really had yeah had no idea what had happened to him. Yeah. And you know, it's just like hey, you know, we got to reevaluate everything. You know, I mean, we're 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 a third into the season. You know, what do you mean we got to reevaluate right. everything? Yeah, it will. I mean, it's just, and and I guess I guess my question is, and I'm not going to go. I mean, everybody knows how I feel about Coach Rick. Uh, I, he's a great guy. He'd be one hell of a next door neighbor if you are. And I, I guess this is really what divides the Georgia nation. Yeah, if you're happy going eight and four. Or, or hell, even ten and two. Going, I mean, hell, we may very likely and, go ten and two this year. You know, going, but, no, no, we we got no shot at going ten and two. Uh, you know, going ten and two on a great year. You know, almost, you know, almost maybe winning the SEC just to you know again get beat by a better coach team because. Uh, we supposedly got all the talent. I mean, all the talent in the world, all the facilities great. in the world, and, and our offensive line got their ass handed to them. Alabama's offensive line was so far superior to ours; it was unbelievable. Oh, so there's no the doubt about it. Line. All three faces. You know, but suppose, supposedly, we get the same athletes, and I really don't give a damn about four, five, six-star recruits. Hell, we could we could have a team of ten-star recruits. Yeah, we could have a damn small NFL team. And we still and we still wouldn't be able to win a big one. And I guess my question is I know it, it goes down to the side is some folks they're you know, they're happy with, with average and nine and three 
They love to throw out Coach Rick's winning percentage, which is 70-something. Hell, I could have a 70-something winning percentage. Oh, yeah, we're going to pound. We're going to damn pound Southern. We're going to pound Georgia Southern. We're going to damn pound Vandy. We're we're going to kick ass, man, against those damn teams. You know, it, it, boils, it boils down to, to what you can do coach-wise. We were not prepared to play in that game. And quite frankly, we're never prepared to play in a big game. Let me and wait. Whether, wait. Let me tell you something. Let me t- let me stop you for a second because you hit on something there that I think is probably the most disheartening thing about the loss yesterday. If you go back to games where, if you go back to like the Florida game last year or that South Carolina game a couple of years ago when we were in Columbia and they got up on us, the Bakari Rambo game, you know, when they got up on us. And, you know, we've often talked about that feeling when you can just tell that Georgia didn't get off the bus. Hell, take the 2008 game. The 2008 Alabama game was one of those games where we said to ourselves, Georgia never showed up. We didn't get off the bus. You know the kind of game I'm talking about. I've often really criticized that kind of game. But i got to tell you, old dog, and you talk about our preparation yesterday, I did not get the feeling that we didn't get off the bus yesterday. I didn't get the feeling at all that we didn't have the passion and the fervor and the excitement. And that's that's what makes the game so so disheartening to me is because we did get off the bus. I believe we did bring our best yesterday, and that was as good as our best was. Hey, let me tell you, dude, we were fired up. You don't think we were fired up? You don't think our damn players are ready to play yesterday? I think they were ready to play, and we still got our ass kicked, and that's why I'm even more damn despondent and suicidal today than I was after 2008. Because we were ready to play, and we still sucked. Well, I, I on disagree our, with you. On our Maybe best day. On our best damn day, we can't beat Saban in Alabama. I don't think our our offensive line has been reading way too much of their press clippings and, you know, thinks because they're seniors. I don't think they were ready to play. Or if they were ready to play, they had not been prepared properly for what was going to happen to them. I I agree with that. I'm not saying they were prepared and coached up. They couldn't open a hole. And, you know, whether or not you, you think our quarterback's good, bad, or indifferent, that son of a bitch was running for his life constantly. I agree. I mean, I'm not saying no... they weren't I'm not saying they were coached properly. What I'm saying is they had they weren't asleep. They weren't flat footed or anything like that. They were fully hell, they almost started a damn fight in the damn tunnel before the game. They were fully fired up. I'm not they saying they were coached up. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying, and I agree with that. But they weren't sleepwalking. You know what I'm saying? They weren't sleepwalking yeah. like we've seen before when it just looks like they didn't even damn show up. They did show up, and they got their ass kicked. Yeah. We got beat in all and three that, phases. And, and it always and, – and the problem is, and that's why I can't, I can't go anymore. I can't listen to the lies. I can't buy into, honey, it's going to change. I'm sorry I did this to you because it's never going to get any better. Anytime we play a team that's supposed to be our equal or maybe just a tad below us or a tad above us, we're going to get our ass handed to us. Right. And I guess my question that I want to throw out, because I know we've got listeners that come on both sides of the question. We've got folks that, you know, agree with me, and I'm probably in the minority that thinks we need to can Coach Rick and get somebody else because I, quite frankly, I don't care if we go six and six or ten and two. If it don't win you a national championship, it ain't shit. You know, if you ain't in those final four, who cares? And whether we play in the belt bowl or no bowl at all, I don't care. And I don't care if because we get to play in a bowl, we get extra practice days. Man, that don't seem to help us. Anyway, is there whether whatever side of the Coach Rick thing come, you come on, if you want him gone or if you want him to stay there until he just dies as our coach? 
Does, is there anybody out there that, ever, that really deep down in their heart thinks he can deliver us a national championship? And, you know, I know folks, you know, they said, well, you know, Vince Dooley was there for 17 years before he got one. Bobby Bowden was 29 years before he got one. This and that. The thing is, when those guys had the tools, all the tools, that's they were able to deliver. Right. And every year we supposedly have the tools. Oh, wait, Matthew Stafford. Every, we were no Sean Moreno. We had everything we needed. But, yeah. But time in and time out, we can't do it. And I go back to the definition of insanity. So I guess it boils down to, to this. Do we take the approach that Nebraska did, a, another proud football program that has fallen on hard times? They fired their coach for going 9-3, and 10-2, and two, yeah. because they have pride. And they said, you know, if we can't compete for a national, you know, if we're not competing for a national championship, our coach isn't doing what he's supposed to do. Because we used to be relevant on the national level, and now we're not. And quite frankly, as Georgia fans, we fool ourselves into thinking we are. There's no one outside of the state of Georgia that thinks our program is a national powerhouse. Because we're not. I know, and whenever they do get to thinking that... We just flat aren't. Whenever whenever we fool them into start thinking that, then we punch them in the face with a game like we had yesterday, right? Yeah. And and I'm telling you, I I recorded and watched that Florida game. I know that McElwain, McElwain's a hell of a coach. He really is. And and they had, I mean, they had the talent, and he's put it together. How do you their think? Defense, how do you think Dan Muschamp feels? I mean, yeah, hell, I mean, my, deep down, Muschamp's got to be saying to himself, "Holy shit, maybe I'm not a damn head coach." You know what I mean? Because McElwain's yeah. playing with exclusively Muschamp people and making it damn work, brother. Well. You know, and, and, and you make a good point. Maybe maybe Coach Rick was a great offensive coordinator, and it's just in over his head. Well, and you know, we we're 15 years it. into this experiment, though, old dog. Yeah, but but you know, but but the thing is, and and I know the first thing you're going to hear is, oh gosh, well, well, do we want to go back to to the Ray Golf, Jim Donnan stuff? Well, I mean, I think Jim Donnan was probably as good as as Rick was. You know, yeah. I mean, just, you know, and, and Ray Goff won, won as many national championships as Pro Trick has, too. You know, and, and like I say, I mean, you know, if you want to beat your chest and and are, and are happy and proud that you're 9-3 and because you beat up on a lot of lesser teams, then man, that, that's great. You're happy, and Coach Rick is your boy. If you're like me, if we're not competing for a national championship, I'm figuring it's a season that's pissed away. And here is another season pissed away. And, you know, I don't have that many more seasons left. <laughs> Listen, old dog, there's no doubt about it. We got whipped in all three phases, special teams, offense, defense. There's enough blame to go around. Grayson Lambert played terribly. But our damn defense didn't play much better either. They did play hard, and they played the whole game. Two fourth down stops in the fourth quarter. They played the whole game. But they did not play good. I mean, no, and, and Alabama's me offense is not that damn good. Jake Coker is not that damn good. That damn little no, white kid I'll receiver you, ain't that damn good. Well, I, I tell you, though, I tell you the, main, the biggest difference, okay? It goes back to what we've always said. It doesn't matter. Their, their offensive line played damn good. Yeah. Their offensive line opened holes for their running back. No doubt. Their offensive line, their offensive line protected their quarterback. That dude was never under pressure. That's he right. He could sit there and throw to wide open receivers. Do whatever he now, needs to do. One of the problems, one of the problems that we had trying to throw the ball is their defensive backs actually cover people. Yeah. Cover people and their damn defensive I mean, linemen get pressure on passing plays. Well, that's because that's because our offensive line sucks. Yeah, I know. And I'll tell you something else. I, I mean, guess we, just, now we know what damn Alabama's best shot looks like. I don't want any part of that shit anymore. It's their, you know, it's their largest ever winning margin over a top ten team on the road. 
You know, and they played us in 2008 and beat us down. They played us in 2015 and beat us down. And for the love of God, the love of Mary, we don't have to face those son of a bitches again until 2027. And for that, I'm very thankful. The problem is it doesn't matter. I understand, but I'll take my blessings where I can get them. Anytime we play a top ten team, we're going to take a beat down, unfortunately. I understand, but that one particular top ten team, we ain't got to see those some bitches again until 2027. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but, I mean, who are we going to replace it with? Well, LSU? somebody else who is also going to kick our ass. I get that. But, hey, I like I said, I take my blessings where I can get them. At you'd least we don't have, have to worry about Alabama. Somebody else? Well, you'd rather have somebody new with your no, ass. I'm not saying know. that, but I'm just done with Alabama. I'm done. I've got all I can handle of Alabama in Athens. Um, you know, and 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 I guess really the thing is, I'm just, I'm just done with with the status quo, and, and where we are now. I know. I we, mean, we, and a bunch of know, Alabama fans win. reached out and said the same thing. We have a and, lot of Alabama and, listeners. And and this is the deal. I mean, and and I guess that this really, this falls on McGarity more than anybody else. Okay, I yeah. mean because if you if you look, if you look at the statistics, if you look at the way Coach Rick looked last night, and if you just take history in, is there like I say, whether you like him or not, whether you want him to be your coach or not, is there anybody that really? thinks deep down in their heart that he can compete and he can bring us to the promised land of playing for a national championship. Of course not. That's crazy if, talk. Nobody you, thinks and that. And if you think you are, then you're delusional. I mean, if you think this Jacob Eason kid is going to come in and be a miracle worker, I mean, Matthew <laughs> wait, Stafford wait, was wait. Jacob Eason <laughs> wait. eight years ago. you got to hold, hold up right there. Now, hang on right there because let me inject a little – just a little bit of humor into this show. You're going to like this. I don't know if you saw We got an email from a guy, and I thought it was pretty funny. He said the problem with Georgia football is not Mark Rigg. He said it's the fact that we have quarterbacks named Bryce and Grayson and Faton. <laughs> he said, well, how can you win with a quarterback named Bryce and Faton and Grayson? He said, look. We used to have quarterbacks like David and Matthew, good biblical names, and those guys were pretty good. And he says next year yeah, we got they, Jacob coming, and he's pretty good. He goes, he thinks what we need to get over the top is maybe a, a Hezekiah or a Jebediah. If we had a quarterback named Jebediah, maybe maybe that would put us over the top, old dog. What do you think? No, I well, no, no, I'm and and I'm gonna go one further. We need a quarterback named after a great historical, a great historical figure. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin Ballou. Oh yeah, okay. Known, known as Buck. Yeah, because when when all said and done, Buck Ballou, Herschel Walker, delivered what we needed. When Vince Dooley had the pieces, he was able to deliver it. Yeah, and and I'm telling you. I, you know, I, I'm I'm sorry that Herschel Walker was in the stadium and had to see what he saw. I know it must have hurt his eyes to watch that I offensive mean, line and that defensive I line. Mean, I mean, he never. I mean, he lost one regular season football game in three years. One. Think I know, dude. That. I know, man. Listen, I know. But let me tell you, I've got one thing I want to finish with, and you and I didn't even talk about this, but i got to say it, because I have these, you know, I'm on Twitter, and I know you're not on Twitter. Hell, I can barely get you on the Internet. And I have these dickweeds on my timeline that say stupid things, right? Just stupid, uninformed, ignorant things. And they follow me, and I don't even know how to damn, I don't know how to get rid of them. I want to get rid of them. I want to block them or ban them. I might do that. But anyway, talking about the booing yesterday, we've talked about booing a lot before, and I know how you feel about booing. But I just want to say one more time, because I had a guy saying some stupid shit on Twitter yesterday, and it pissed me off. 
But like I said yesterday, I think I don't understand booing your own players. And people think, oh, yeah, this guy on Twitter is like, well, yeah, you don't boo players. You just beat the shit out of them on your podcast, right? I don't beat the shit out of them. We're not mentioning any players. I think the players did the best they could yesterday. I think they were underprepared. I don't think they were prepared for what they needed to do, either on the X's and O's or the damn passion or the energy or whatever. We were missing something or, we or needed. Even, or even or even their talent level. Sure. And like I say, we, we all, you know, at some point, we all, I mean, you know, some of us, some of us, Ended our football careers in high school. Yeah. You know, most of the players that we have on our team are going to end their career at the end of their collegiate career. I don't think there was one player out there that said, I'm going to go out there and, and get less than 100% right. and lay down because I like having my ass whipped. Right, the exactly, which is, is my whole point. Right. The problem is we are either not preparing these great athletes that we get that we're told are the cat's ass, or we're being told wrong. Because I'm telling you, we were out. We were outmanned at every position yesterday. I get all Their of that. Defense, Alabama's defensive backs were better. Alabama's linebackers were better. Alabama's defensive line was better. Alabama's offensive line was better. Alabama's quarterback was better, and for that one day, Derrick Henry was better than Nick Chubb, although Nick Chubb can't do it all on his own because he's got an offensive line that can't open a damn hole. And, and, and hell, an offensive coordinator, an offense coordinator is happy with the pass, Southern, happy with the fucking pass all of a sudden. Southern until Nick Chubb got into their ass in the second half. But, but listen. This is my point about the booing. I'm up in the stands. I'm pissed off. I yell at damn Schottenheimer. I yell at Pruitt. I say, what the fuck, Pruitt? What the hell are you doing, Schottenheimer? Why are you throwing it so much, right? We need to be damn, why are we running up the gut? Why don't we have more tall sweeps? Why aren't we throwing the damn Chubb and Michelle out in space? You know, why? I yell about that as much as anybody. But I'm telling you, I do not boo in my own damn stadium. I don't boo my players. I don't boo my coaches. And I think the people that do, I'm just, I'm just, da- I'm just not down with that booing. I don't know no. who thinks that is appropriate. Who thinks that is attractive? Who thinks it's fucking productive? Do you think that Grayson Lambert doesn't know he's playing like shit? Do you think he doesn't feel bad that he's throwing balls in the damn dirt and wasted his whole damn summer and his damn extra year of eligibility? Do you think he doesn't get that shit without you booing his ass in front of his family and his damn girlfriend and stuff? Does that make you feel better? Does it make him feel better? Does it accomplish anything other than just making us look like fucking idiots on TV? People say, damn, Georgia gets what they deserve because they're fucking idiots. Those people that are booing in the stands are idiots. And I'm telling you, if you listen to this show and you're booing our players and you're booing our coaches, you need to find another damn show. You need to find a damn podcast, some shit from the dog vent or something. Because I'm telling you, you don't boo your own fucking team ever. That is just the facts of the matter, and that's all I'm going to say about it. But I'm telling you, I'm pissed about the booing. That is bullshit, and it's stupid. It's as stupid as chanting SEC when we win a game. It's the same damn thing. It's those same damn dumbasses. It just kind of just pisses me off. The booing really pisses me off. Well, it, it does. And, and I mean, the best thing you can do to, to show your displeasure, and, and unfortunately this is what it's going to take, is, is not, not donate your money and not buy your tickets. Because yeah, and if you want to do that, that's fine. I get that. And that's, it, it you should vote with your feet. And as long, right. And, I mean, as long as there are 92,000 people in there, as long as everybody's donating to the Hartman Fund, uh, you know, 
McGarrity's going to say, you know, hey, man, everything's going okay. Sure. You know, you know, I'm going to stick it must with be. Rick. And I and I and you I know, totally agree with that. But don't boo. And, and it is, it is. I mean, because we love Georgia, we love Georgia football, and I just. I love being there. I love being in the stadium. I love seeing us compete. But it's going to take something drastic to change. And and I hope that our athletic department find. I mean, I, I, I hope Coach Rick can find, and, and maybe the way he looked last night, he needs to look deep down in his soul and say, maybe I'm not the guy to deliver it. I mean, how many big games is it going to, I mean, is it going to take to lose because we've been ill-prepared or out-coached or out-talented to finally say, maybe I'm not the guy for the job? Well, I mean, after generations I mean, and generations I, I of talent. I personally need to apologize to Bob Stoops. I make jokes about big game Bob Stoops. There are probably people in Oklahoma you know, making jokes about big game Mark Rick. I know. Because, you know, we've never seen a big game that we can win. Well, you know, in hell, after generation after generation of talent, you talk about Stafford and David Green and Noshon and Gurley and all the players that have come and all the players that have gone, there's only one constant. There's one constant over the past 15 years. There's one variable that does not change. And that is Coach Rick. And I apologize to the listeners for having bought into the notion that Nick Chubb and Jeremy Pruitt, somehow this is going to be different, right? Maybe Grayson Lambert. I had the whole idea that Grayson Lambert was the secret sauce. Turns out Lambert's not the secret sauce, and neither is Bryce fucking Ramsey. Jesus Christmas. Ramsey comes in. And on his, I mean, holy shit, he has the dream sequence, right? He comes off the bench, save the day against Alabama, except not. Except he fucking sucks too. And let me tell you something, I did not boo him. <laughs> I did not boo him. You don't boo. But anyway, he no, was performed subpar. the same scenario, and you can go back to probably, again, one of the greatest games ever played in Sanford Stadium, 1978 Georgia Tech, when in a similar situation, a young freshman named Buck Ballou came off the bench and lit up Georgia Tech and won the game. Sure. Seized the damn moment. Yeah, if Bryce but, Ramsey was anyway. the quarterback that half of the – you know, there's a bunch of guys out there itching for Bryce Ramsey. If he was the quarterback you guys thought he was – he wouldn't have thrown a pick on his first damn play. You know what I mean? Come on, man. It, he is it, no it, damn better. And he's much, you know, much and, stupider. But but it is. But I'm not going to boo mean, him. Basically, basically and, and I've got to look in the mirror and, and really, you know, and I guess all Bulldog fans do. Either we need to lower our expectations, realize we're not, a national championship caliber program and be happy with with what we got. And there you go, dog fans. That's it. That's going to be a wrap. We got, uh, we travel to mighty Neyland stadium to take on brick by brick Butch Jones next week and the Tennessee volunteers with their obscene orange uniforms and their freakishly, freakish, creepy, scary-looking football players. That quarterback, Joshua Dobbs, looks like a... He looks like the bad guy. Not the bad guy, but you remember that movie, The Goonies, when they go underground, yeah. that hunchback with the eye? That's what Josh Dobbs looks like. When he takes his helmet off, I get like a little chill. I mean, he has no damn eyebrows. And he has this... He's so weird-looking. He's creepy, like a creepy little clown. He's so gross looking and then they got a damn running back that's 6'4 and he doesn't have eyebrows either and his hairline goes across the top of his head and they're just creepy and weird looking so we need to beat them if for no other reason that they're just creepy children scaring weird looking people well you know i mean who 
I know. Yeah, don't say who knows. cares. Don't say who cares because you know damn good and well. No, I, I you want to win I the care. East? Look, we can. I know. Here's the thing. There, we could no, still I, listen. I, I, no, we could quite, still win quite, the quite, East. Quite, it's quite, possible. Quite, I could, no, no. Florida's going to win the East. I'm, I know, I'm but tell it, you right now, the I, I understand. Of Florida is going to win the East. I understand what you're saying. What I'm saying is, it's possible. It's still possible. All of it, our. It is. I know. What difference does it make? It doesn't it make any difference. If you'd let me finish a fucking sentence. Go ahead. Well, That's my whole that. point. Ahead. My whole point is, it doesn't matter. Because sooner or later, we're going to get to play a team like LSU or Alabama or Ohio State, and they are going to crush us. That's my whole point. I'm just saying, technically, all of our goals are still on the table, and I still want to win the East, and all of that is true. I want to beat Missouri and Kentucky and Florida and Tennessee. I want to beat Auburn and Southern and Tech. I want to win all those games, and we might do it. But it don't matter because you know deep in your heart the next time we face a really good team, we're going to wet the bed because that's right. just and, what we do. And that's going to happen in Jacksonville. Abs- probably. Probably. Um, no, you can, you can take that. Matter of <laughs> fact, you can take that to the bank. You well, can write that down. You can write that down on the deposit slip. Say, you know, take whatever bank you bank with, right on your deposit slip. The Florida Gators are going to whip our ass once again in Jacksonville. And you can take that to the teller on Monday and have her put that in your account because that's money. <laughs> that will not pay your power bill, though. Don't try to pay your power bill with the, that. And, and, the, and the other thing that you can take to the bank is we're going to lose one more game that we shouldn't. Yeah. Because we're just ill-prepared. Or we might go on a roll, win one or two more games, and, and think, hey, we're better than we, we are. We fixed it. We fixed it all, and then we That's will not right, fix because, it. Because that lying, cheating, no good wife of ours has told us everything's okay, I'm sorry, I love you, and things are going to get better. I'll never do it again. Okay. Yet the first chance she gets against <laughs> a real good-looking guy <laughs> like Alabama or LSU – She's gonna have her legs in the air and she's gonna be screaming. And we're gonna we're gonna get hurt again. They're gonna break our yep. heart again. Hey, old Absolutely. dog. Before we go, I know this is just the worst parts of uh, terrible. I had one email from a guy yesterday, and he said, "Man, he said I I love the show so much." Once after the post game show after a big win, he was looking forward to beating Alabama just because he wanted the post game dog cast after a big win because we are so happy. And then, but then, of course, the flip side of that is he's like, and it is so bad when we lose, you know. But as bad as it is, I want to congratulate our pool winner this week. We did have another pool winner this week. Phil1013 won the pool, and I know he's excited. He was 8-2. and two. He gets a prize from the prize closet. Send me did your email. Did he pick up the win? I do not know. I, I probably did. He was 10-2, and two, so he had two losses. But um, he wasn't undefeated. So he might have picked us as one of the two. And also, I want well, to think. Well, if anyone, if, if anyone picked, don't give a prize to anyone that picked us to win. Well, they don't deserve it. I can't even see his picks, I don't think. But I also want to thank Sarah and Darnell because they gave straight donations through the website, old dog. I, I mean, I thank everybody. I mean, we have a lot of people that buy cups and stuff. And if you, we had a bunch of people this past week that bought like multiple cups, three, four, seven, eight cups at the time. They're buying T-shirts. You guys buy stuff, and I love it, and I appreciate it. But I have a special thank you for the people that just send money, just straight donation. And Sarah and Darnell, straight donations this week. I really appreciate it. It really helps us keep going. It helps me get out of bed. On a Sunday morning, after a thirty-eight to ten ass whooping like we got yesterday. There you go. So there you go, dog fans. Thanks for everything. Thanks to the guys at V Sporto and Dog Sports Radio, our sponsors. Check them out at their app at dogsportsradio.com. You can get it on the Google Play Store or the iOS App Store. You can call us at seven zero six three six three zero two one zero. 
I'm sorry we cussed more than we normally do, but I couldn't help myself. We've got a bunch of phone calls. If you want to stay around and listen, check them out. Here are the audio comments. Thanks for listening, guys. Tennessee next week. It's 3.30 on CBS at Knoxville. Go dogs. Hell, game ain't even over yet, and I'm calling. It's the damn beginning of the third quarter. These boys just ain't playing no fire under their ass. I mean, it, it's just like, no, they didn't come to play. They just did not come to play. I, I was going to wait to call till the end of the game. I just couldn't hold it in no more. I had to vent. These boys just, just they, it's a big game, and they're just not coming through for us. I, I don't know. I hate to sound like this every time at the end of a, a big game, you know, with Mark Rick, but damn, man, play with some fire. You know, where's the intensity at? Just, it ain't there today. I don't know. I don't know if the rain just got them down and out, but hell, you know, you like they don't want to be there. Well, I'll watch the rest of the game. Go dogs. Hey, old dog, it's Coach Shoddy here. And we got a super game plan today. We got the best offensive line in the SEC and the best running back in the country. But we're going to pull an old kickaroo on that roll tide shithead coach down there. And we're going to pass the ball. What do you think of that game plan? Hey, this is Big Brian, class of 1990. But let me just say that, uh, you know, I'm completely crushed by what happened in the game. I didn't expect any of this to happen. Uh, let me just say three points. Number one, old dog. And you're right on the, right on the nail. The, you, know, you hit the nail right on the head. We have absolutely no quarterback worth a damn. We've been exposed. Uh, we can only run the ball. So now they're going to stack, you know, 10 in the box and uh, they're going to stop us from running the ball from now on because we have no quarterbacks. Uh, second point, number, uh, no special teams coach, uh, blocked punt. Special teams look like crap. Uh, you know, I blame Coach Rick. Number three, clock management. Coach Rick calling timeouts, uh, during, you know, <laughs> on the field goal. I mean, you know, just, I don't blame Coach Pruitt. Uh, I think, you know, we did the best we could. Um, you know, I do blame Coach Rick for, you know, clock management and other, and other things. Uh, just no, no quarterback play whatsoever. Totally exposed, defeat as usual. Um, now hopefully we'll beat Tennessee next week. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a trap game. We're so depressed now. Who knows what will happen? But anyway, uh, hopefully we'll win. No, no amount of uh, dog piss is going to take away this uh, sting. And uh, go dogs. Dog has technical support from your nation's capital. I hope in the show, because I know you don't listen to these first. But I hope you discuss how Mark Rick cannot win the big one. I would like to say he bites the big one, but this is a family show. But I won't say that he bites the big one. He can't win the big one. Georgia will never win a national championship under Mark Rick. He's a nice guy, but he's not a winner. Time to move on. I'm sure Old Dog agrees with me, because he and I were both there in 1980 when we won the national championship. Probably we won't see them again win the national championship as long as Mark Rick is still the coach. That's all I have. And be ready for Tennessee next week. Go dogs. Well, Derek, Old Dog. It's Justin from Alabama. Um, calling on a Sunday morning. Drank way too much dog piss last night to call last night, but I uh, wanted to give you a call. Unfortunately, I live in the state of Alabama, so I'm going to hear nothing but uh, horrible things from all my friends and coworkers uh, tomorrow. But uh, I guess my only thought is... Uh, is this is this what we get now? Every year the Rick Clunker just can't 
get it done on the big stage. I know everybody's going to say that, but it's just turning out to be true, unfortunately. I mean, I'm, am I ever going to see a national title run in, in my lifetime? I'm only 33. Do we have enough time to get it done? I don't think with Rick we're ever going to get it done. Hey, guys. It's Steve down here in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, it's another Sunday after a big uh, Georgia game or a big Georgia disappointment. Um, you would think we'd be getting used to this. and I don't even get as upset as I used to because I've come to, come to know and expect it. Uh, it is still kind of frustrating. <clears throat> I think the answers are fairly simple. Uh, we just, I think, refuse to, to recognize what they are. Um, you know, we've had, we've had five star running backs for as long as I can remember, uh, ever since Herschel, all the running backs we've put in the pros and, uh, you know, just have what, what great outstanding five star running backs we've had. We've had great quarterbacks, um, from Aaron Murray to Stafford to Zire to Green. Uh, we've got quarterbacks that set all kind of SEC records and, when you recruit those type of athletes, you're going to win a majority of your games. You just can't help but do that. But when you play the, the big games, the big teams, uh, the conference championships or national championships, uh, it gets down to an offensive and defensive line. Um, I feel like we've spent a great deal and been very successful at, at recruiting five-star uh, skill position players. Uh, but I'm a firm believer that I would rather have five five-star linemen and five three-star running backs than the other way around. Um, I think you can take a just a decent, good high school running back behind an enormous line, and we can make him look like a Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, but we continue to get manhandled. They did it to us in the SEC Championship years ago. I was there. I saw it. Uh, we had great fast, mobile linebackers that can cover sideline to sideline. And uh, when they came off the line and hit us, we looked like we were on roller skates. It's just uh, men just manhandling uh, boys out there when you play big teams like Alabama. And they seem to understand it. We just can't seem to grasp that concept. Uh, I don't care how fast you are how far you can throw it. you got to be able to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And that's the only way we're ever going to be a, or ever become a dynasty. Y'all said it a hundred times. We run a national championship with Buck Blue. Uh, I'm sure Buck Blue's a fine guy, good person, good athlete, or wouldn't be playing college ball, but <clears throat> I don't think he was ever consideration for a Heisman Trophy, nor did he probably ever set an SEC record of any kind. Uh, we had a great offensive line and a great running back, and we just pounded the ball. Hey, DogCast, this is at Credendino. And listen, my call today isn't about the game, but rather about the program. You know, since last night and on the Bulldog brunch this morning and all around the the papers and the blogs, I keep hearing about how we lost simply because of the talent gap. You know, Alabama was bigger, faster, more athletic. Well, you know, quite frankly, I'm tired of those excuses. You know, if you were to look at this one game in a myopic way, I guess one can actually agree with that. However, I want to consider a few facts as I was pondering this this morning. First, Rick is 11 and 18 since 2009 against ranked teams. Second, we have lost a game by 15 or more points in each of the last 10 years. And then you look at what Ole Miss has, Ole Miss has done to Alabama in the last two years, right? They won, they beat Alabama last year, and they beat Alabama on its home turf this year. And according to the Scout.com rankings, the last four years we've averaged a 9.5 recruiting ranking, ranking. So basically finished in the top 10 in the last in the country. So you take those facts and you start to ask yourself, are those 18 ranked teams that we lost to since 2009, they all more talented? Are all those 15-point losses to teams that are more talented? The answer is no, because teams were like Florida, Missouri, South Carolina, Tennessee. These aren't super talented, highly ranked teams. If you look at Ole Mrs. Scout.com rankings since 2012, we ranked ahead of them each year. Explain why that happened. And then again, how close is the talent gap? You know, you think about it. How do you close the talent gap? You think about it. This isn't a chicken or the egg situ- situation. If you win, you get better recruits. 
and you better better future talent. It's quite frankly that simple. Just think about, you know, like every other year, we are at risk of being leapfrogged again and again by other programs, and it is, quite frankly, it's extremely frustrating. We had South Carolina leapfroggers. We had Missouri leapfroggers. And look at the Florida team last night that beat Old Miss and came back against Tennessee. Are they going to leapfrog us? Are they going to be next? And let's not forget about Auburn, of course. I just wonder when this university and fan base is going to wake up and look at the real problem with this program. You know, it's funny. I was sitting um, at the stadium yesterday with my wife, and we're kind of getting, you know, completely rained on and drenched and watching our heads get beaten in the game. And, I'm, you know, you call me crazy, but I actually looked at our cheerleaders, and I said, this is exactly what is wrong with our program. I know it sounds silly, but I was sitting there literally watching our cheerleaders in their rain jackets, head to toe, to keep from getting wet. Then I turn over and I look at the Alabama cheerleaders. And what are they doing? They're wearing light raincoats and just regular skirts. Quite frankly, they were just tougher than us. And that just is a great symbolic view of how I feel about this program right now. Quite frankly, they're all just tougher than us. Anyway, that's enough for me. Just sort of say thanks. Great show, as always. No cast. This is Bobby from Plant City, Florida. This team is such an underachieving, unacceptable. I, I really don't have words to really say too much about how we played yesterday, uh, but unacceptable. The coaching staff just does not know how to get us motivated for big games. It's it's really it's really heartbreaking to try to watch this team every year and accept mediocrity out of this team. We we will never reach we'll never reach the national championship game under this coaching staff. Mark Ricks will never win a national championship with this as a coach. It's sad. Lifelong Bulldog fan. It, it, it gets harder and harder to watch this every year, every year, every year. I guess we're just so happy to be going to the Belks Bowl or the Outback or the Music City Bowl. Just so tired of it. Tell me there's hope somewhere because I, I really don't see it. But anyway, go dogs.